Today on CityCast Pittsburgh. A district attorney is a chief prosecutor, the county's top law person, the government's megaphone for anyone engaged in our criminal justice system. And in Pittsburgh, that's been the same guy for 25 years. But for the first time in ages, that incumbent, Stephen Zapala, he's actually having to try to win his upcoming election. And on top of that, big national donors and political players are suddenly getting involved. I'm with Charlie Wolfson, a reporter for Public Source, to talk not just about the race, but why these outsiders and their money are trying to butt in here in Pittsburgh. It's Tuesday, October 3rd. I'm Megan Harris, and here's what Pittsburgh is talking about. So, Charlie, how would you characterize Stephen Zapala's 25-year reign so far? Um, I would characterize it as long and uh, pretty unchallenged until a few years ago. He was first elected in the late 1990s, and uh, he didn't really face a, a significant challenge until 2019. Uh, he still won that year uh, rather easily. Uh, and then this year, obviously, he faced a much stiffer challenge. He lost the primary, and he's in danger of losing. Uh, the general election as well. So this is kind of the first time he's really been put to the test electorally. Yeah, it's so interesting. That primary, of course, was in April. Now we're headed into the general election here in a few weeks. But like you said, Zapala lost to a public defender named Matt Dugan. Um, But it's weird because so many Republicans wrote Zapala in that now he's able to run against his fellow Democrat. So tell us about Dugan, his background, and kind of how the race has gone since he beat Zapala the first time. Yeah, I mean, so he's the progressive uh, in this race. He's kind of trying to ride a wave of progressive momentum and DA races across the country. In a lot of ways, he, he kind of faces a tougher challenge in the general than he did in the primary because the electorate in November will be a lot more conservative than the Democratic primary electorate. And, you know, Regardless of how conservative you think Stephen Zapala is, he's definitely more conservative than Matt Dugan. So you got to think all of the Republican voters who come out are going to side with Zapala. And then some Democrats will because they've been voting for him for decades. It'll be a really interesting outcome to watch. Um, it's pretty unpredictable from, from people I've spoken to. And it could be close. What does progressive mean for the office of district attorney? Um, I feel like we're used to hearing it when it's, you know, Senate candidates or state House representatives, um, less so here on the local level. If you look at some of the uh, ads that have gone up already in this race, the Pala is uh, positioning himself as very tough on crime, law and order candidate. I was cracking up that some of them have been running during Steelers games the last couple of weeks. Yeah, he has these ads where it's like footage from other cities where there's just like carnage and violent crime and a lot of terrible stuff caught on camera. And he's saying, if you elect this progressive, this will be Allegheny County. But, you know, what the progressive means in this context really depends on who you ask. Dugan would say that, you know, he's still going to be tough on criminals that pose a danger to the public, but he's going to be, in his words, more just towards nonviolent offenders, people who um, need care more so than they need uh, a prison sentence. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, in Zapala, I, I, I don't know if he would agree with this, but I feel like he's kind of one of those classic Pittsburgh Nepo babies. Um, he's historically sort of prided himself on not needing to really campaign. So suddenly seeing these ad buys is wild. Um, he's actually speaking on his own behalf and saying he wants an office. He just really hasn't had to do that in two decades. Yeah, it is pretty remarkable. I, I mean, it's not just him. I think it's pretty, it's a pretty new thing for DA races to be this competitive, just like nationwide. It's traditionally an office where incumbents do well. But yeah, it, it has been kind of strange for those of us who watch these things closely to watch him campaign this year because it's just really never been seen before. <laughs> well, so what are each of these two candidates promising that they will do or continue to do as district attorney? Well, the Powell is basically saying, I'm going to, policy-wise, he's not really suggesting any changes in policy, of course, because he's been in there for 20 years. He could just do this now if he were promising that. Um, he's saying, I will protect you from these progressive ideas that will be dangerous and put you in danger. He's positioning himself as the only barrier between you know, danger and the, the public. Matt Dugan is saying, look, People are complaining about a crime problem now, and this is with Zapala in office. So if I come in, I will actually improve the crime conditions and I will make it safer. So, I mean, they're both saying the same thing, sort of. They're promising safety. Zapala is really speaking from the context that progressives are taking power in other areas. They, Mayor Ed Ganey is obviously in charge of Pittsburgh now, could very well have a progressive be the next county executive. Um, there's a number of progressive judges that have been elected. So the Palestinian, look at all these people. You need me as the DA to kind of counteract this. Hey, Pittsburgh. I want to tell you about a real steel town hero. Mary Cardwell Dawson was just the coolest. Not only was she the proprietess of that gorgeous Victorian mansion on Apple Street in Homewood, but inside it, she presided over the National Negro Opera Company. She founded guilds for other Black singers all over the nation, and she was a mentor for fellow opera singers from here to Washington, D.C. And lucky for you, our modern Pittsburgh opera has a show celebrating her legacy. Get your tickets now for The Passion of Mary Cardwell Dawson. It's at the Bayam Theater through May 5th. And don't be nervous if you're new to opera. The show is in English. It's just over an hour and features a little dialogue for folks to follow along. Tickets start at just $15, and there are all kinds of discounts and special offers for students, teachers, seniors, and veterans. Get your tickets now in our show notes for the Pittsburgh Opera. That's at pittsburghopera.org. So some sort of surprising news to me recently, um, you reported this for Public Source. Both candidates got support from some pretty big political players. Um, you found that Dugan got money from George Soros or a pack of his and that Zapala was endorsed by the party affiliated with Andrew Yang, who, of course, ran for president. Um, why? Why do these people care about a an Allegheny County district attorney race? I don't think they care about it just on its own. I don't think they have a huge passion for making Allegheny County better, but this is kind of a, a proxy for the criminal justice debate nationwide. But it's a lot of money. That that pack that gave money to Dugan is, that gave seven hundred thousand dollars. That's that's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah, and that was in the primary. So they and we don't know yet what they've given since then. So it could be a lot more. 
Yeah, because those campaign finance reports kind of come out on a delay. But they'll come out in a couple of weeks. Yeah, so they kind of want to sway the national narrative. And the progressive DA unseats a 25-year incumbent in a historically not progressive place, but we know it's pretty progressive now. That's kind of seen as a big win on the national stage for the progressives. So that that's why people would weigh in in favor of Dugan from outside the county. The Andrew Yang angle is, to me, you know, less easy to understand. I, I First of all, I don't think this forward party, as it's called, gives money to candidates. So I don't think they're actually giving financial uh, support to Sapala. Yeah, for a lot of races, like getting the endorsement of somebody doesn't matter a lot. Sometimes it does, but a lot of times it doesn't. Yeah, I, I wouldn't expect an Andrew Yang endorsement to do much, either positively or negatively, for any candidate. And that includes um, Joe Rocky, who's the Republican running for county executive. He also received Yang's endorsement. Yang was actually here in person to deliver it. Um, but yeah, I don't think that's going to be a huge factor. And Yang's endorsement is from the Forward Party, which Zapala has also affiliated himself with lately. But he's still running under the Republican nomination. And he's a Democrat. It's really confusing. Yeah, the Forward Party isn't technically a party. Nobody is just <laughs> a member of that. They're like, everyone's either Democrat and Forward or Republican and Forward. Yeah. It's like Andrew Yang, you know, he lost the the primary for mayor of New York. and he just said, you know, screw this, I'm going to create my own party. I mean, his whole thesis of it is it's like centrism and people who are sick of both parties. But the weird thing is that, like, they don't take positions on anything, at, like, as a rule. If you ask them, where do you stand on, like, fracking? He's like, we're not taking it. The, the Republicans and Democrats want to take positions. We don't do that. And it's like, okay, that that's all well and good until you actually have to start making decisions. Or have to vote for somebody whose beliefs align with your own. Exactly. If you don't know what yeah. their beliefs are, you can't really make that informed choice. Exactly. Do you know if organizations like that have gotten involved in our local elections before? I mean, the, the forward party, no. Uh, it's a pretty new thing. <laughs> but outside money has been a thing before. I mean, just last year, the congressional race with Summer Lee and Steve Irwin. Yeah. A ton of outside money, uh, pro-Israel money came in against Lee, and she still won, of course. So, I mean, something a couple of observers pointed out to me was that these outside PACs, uh, they poured a lot of money in in favor of Steve Irwin, the congressional candidate last year, but they didn't have, you know, a great touch with it, or they didn't have a great sense of what the community wanted to hear. So in, I think in some cases, they kind of bombarded people with these messages that kind of went too far and kind of just kind of annoyed people and it might have actually backfired on them. So getting out a bunch of outside support um, is it can really help a campaign, but it can also have some unexpected consequences. At this point, do you have any projections for a front runner, a likely one? I know we're still three, four weeks out from the election. I really don't. And that's not just because I'm not in the habit of making public predictions, but even in my private conversations, I have no idea who's going to win this race. <laughs> the election for Allegheny County's district attorney will be on your ballot on Tuesday, November 7th, along with the county executive and more. Charlie, thank you so much for your reporting. Thanks for having me on.
That's all for today here on CityCast Pittsburgh. It's also Banned Books Week. And if you didn't know, a Pittsburgher was originally involved in the founding of the week. And it's got big implications right now, too. You can find out more at pittsburgh.citycast.fm. If you're liking the show, please tell someone, rate us, leave us a nice review, and make sure you're subscribed to our Hate Pittsburgh newsletter. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Talk to you in soon. I mean, it feels like a classic rivalry, right? Like a public defender and a prosecutor. Exactly. But I mean, I don't know.